What's up, cool kids? We are back with another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. Super excited to talk to y'all this week. Um, as always, this episode topic of giving grace has been on my heart just for myself. Um, and I think that it's a super, super, super important topic to talk about with black women in general. I don't think that we do this enough. And this could be for women in general, for people in their 20s in general. Um, in 30s too, just the end of the year is coming up. There's goals that we have set for ourselves. Some of those goals have been achieved. Others have yet to be actualized. There are things that we thought we were going to be over and done with by now that we aren't. I think there's grace for it. And it's not really, I think this lesson has come about less about the grace that God gives me and more about me forgiving myself for some stuff, me giving grace for myself for some margins that I see in my life right now. And I think it's super relevant to talk about as we're nearing the last quarter, or we're in the last quarter of 2019. And I'm recalibrating a little bit. I got off my square, um, was shakable a little bit despite last episode's title. And so I'm trying to just get back on track. Who do, who am I? Who do I what do I what do I know to be true? And telling myself there's still time. There's still time. So wanna dive into it a little bit more. Of course, first up we have the power punch and then we'll go into the episode. Our biggest fear is not the development of our wings. It is that they will be glorious and captivating, uniquely patterned, spanning wide, a force all on their own. Our biggest fear is not that one day we will fly, but that our flight will be short-lived, that for some reason the wind wasn't made to carry us. Ooh, I really love that poem, guys. I hope you guys do too. Um, I really like when I can convey what I'm trying to convey in a short poem. I have been trying to experiment with longer ones as of late, but I really like this one in that it's short and it, I think, at least it's just me analyzing my own stuff, but I think at the end of it, it, it leaves you with a thought. You can relate to the sentiment that I'm trying to get across and everything. Um, so just really, really love it for that. That it doesn't have to stretch any further if I don't want it to. Um, but as it relates to giving grace, I think this poem is actually powerful. Because if you just take it for what it is, it might not convey needing grace to you at all. But as we'll get into in the episode, this poem kind of shows what our fear how our fears actualize when we don't give ourselves grace so obviously i'm talking about flight and how your wings are developed and then one day you're going to fly and i think all of us do there's some capacity of accomplishment that we all feel or that we go through a golden ticket that we get in life so to speak and i think that for most of us in the beginning that's the moment that we care about is getting over the belief that this golden ticket moment can happen to me after that happens you start to look at everything as a trick you're you're not gonna get to the end for whatever reason because you can't do it and that those negative thoughts start to come in and we justify it because we are a flawed people at the end of the day every person has a gap area or a fault that they can't get over or that they struggle with or it could be different ones and depending on the season that you're in in your life and we use that as justification on why even if we have success we won't have it for long and that's negating giving yourself grace in a moment because you're going to mess up you're not going to have it right all the time you're not going to have the answers all of the time but giving yourself the grace to kind of figure it out to kind of um take that in and then go back with a new plan of attack that is so 
important. That indeed increases your airtime, if you will. We all have wings. We're all going to get in the air. We're all going to fly in our predetermined destinies that we have, our purposes that we have. But what stops a lot of people is not giving themselves grace in a moment when it ain't clear or when they mess up, when something doesn't come through and we internalize it. We take it all on our own. There's something wrong with my wings. There's something wrong or with the out. It's not you. Sometimes we do that, too, where it's not us. It can't be us. The wind got me messed up or that tree was in my way, whatever those things are. But either way. Whether it's the wind or whether it's your wings, you have now, because of one small instance, decided that for the rest of your life, you can't win in this certain area. And that's what I want to talk about today. If we do not master the art of giving ourselves grace, we, we, it'll be true. The prophecy that we speak of our lives will be true and we won't fly. And if we do, it won't be for long because obstacles are going to come at us. They're going to come and um, kind of going back to the last episode and talking about being unshakable. There are times when you're going to be shook. And in this episode, we're going to dive into knowing, ugh, going with this analogy, which I know by now I love analogies. When a bird flies, even if something happens with the wind or they get knocked down or they need a moment of rest, which is also required to be your best self. At the end of the day, the bird knows that it's a bird. Its purpose is to fly, to excel in a certain area. So that's one thing for sure. If you listen to nothing else in this episode that I want you guys to to part with is that once you know who you are, no matter what obstacle comes your way, you know your purpose. Nothing can knock you off of that um, and you will be less deterred by it because your purpose is the same. You're a beautiful, majestic bird and you're supposed to fly and your flight can inspire other people at an immense level. You can inspire so many people with how you take to your purpose, how you take to your business, how you take to owning your voice, owning the space that you're given on this earth. But you have to give yourself the grace when it don't make sense, when you aren't soaring and doing circles around um, what you're called to do. There are going to be times when you have to sit down for a second and in your nest and rest up. But there, if you don't give yourself grace in that, it don't matter how many podcasts you listen to, how many TED Talks, inspirational messages, you, you just won't get it because you at some point are going to just have to build up yourself. And then you're going to have to leap out the nest and try to take flight again. That's literally the process of life. Um, And if we don't master what we're going to talk about today, it's really going to stunt us and how far we can go in our purpose. So that is kind of the breakdown of what the poem means this episode. Hope you guys like it. Um, I don't know, running back now that I kind of explained how I feel about it, take a listen. And of course, I'll post it. Um, on Instagram after this and let me know what you think or kind of what you got from the poem this week now into the episode so within giving grace I believe there are two different variations or types of grace that we can talk about and most often we talk about the grace for other people people have us messed up they do us wrong they don't live up to our expectations, what we think they should do. And then there's a reminder from somewhere that we should forgive them, that we should be empathetic. We should put ourselves in their shoes and kind of let bygones be bygones. But for some reason, when it comes to ourselves, we don't have those same conversations. So I want to talk about grace for you today, giving yourself grace. Um, for example, If I forget to take the pill that my dermatologist gave me, I'm not super stressed about it. It's just kind of like, dang, I'm supposed to take this. I didn't. I'll take it tomorrow. And it's fine. And I I want my face to be clear. I want to stick to the regimen that she laid out for me. But when I miss a step, it doesn't throw off my whole day. I don't break down and feel like, oh, I'm never going to have clear skin or whatever that thing is. It's just like, okay, I acknowledge it. 
I decide how I'm going to move forward and then I move forward. That's kind of the step that I take. But in parallel, if you forget, for example, to take a birth control pill, you may be a bit harder on yourself about it. But the grace that's available to you is the same. It's the same thing. Let's take it tomorrow or acknowledging, okay, this happened. You acknowledge the action that you want to take moving forward and then you move forward. That's it. What we tend to do is add a fourth step in there where we acknowledge what happened. We decide we want to move forward and then we sit and we dwell and we replay the moment that happened, the step that was missed and how could we be so stupid and then we do the self, the negative self-talk and then we tell other people what happened and then they give their opinions even though the second step was to decide how to move forward. We already know what we want to do but then we have to get it affirmed by other people and then we're retelling the story to them and then they add tidbits and sometimes people aren't empathetic and that makes you feel even worse. It's a negative downward spiral that we take that we don't have to and it's off of a step that we created so i want to just take this moment right now to remind everybody the same grace applies same grace you cross the boundary that you set for yourself and you know how you want to move forward but there's that disappointment that you have in between that or Maybe you don't know what the next step is going to be because that misstep was kind of big. But taking that space to breathe and just acknowledging the facts. And then again, making that plan of attack of how to move forward. Moving forward could be just sitting for a second and not doing anything immediate. Or it could be that you can't do anything right now. You have to wait till the next day. Like, you have to take these dermatology pills once a day. You messed up yesterday. You can't double up on the dose the next day. You just you just have to wait it out. Um, and now, instead of ending my pills on the 26th, now I'm going to have to wait till the 27th. It's like, in the grand scheme of things, if I look at just the day in general, then it's like, dang, I messed up. And I was supposed to do this a certain way. And I'm not doing it that way. And that's unfortunate. But when we look at the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay, I have to now take my prescription an extra day. What's the harm in that? If my skin is still going to react the way it needs to and I'm not putting myself in a worse situation by doubling up on the pills and not knowing how that's going to pan out. I know for sure if I just stay on the path that what I set out to do, my original intention is going to come forward. But by adding an extra layer of something, trying to overcorrect a misstep that you took, that's when I could have extra breakouts or um, my regimen completely could be thrown off. Maybe with that dosage and the lotion that I have to put on, that don't marry well together for my skin. But I wouldn't know that if I just go ahead and do it. It's like, you know what? I messed up. I need to fix it. I need to rectify it. Let me hurry up and do this. There's no way I would know that. But then once I find out, it's too late. So just take that time not to over course correct. Now, don't, don't make it complicated for yourself and go through extraneous exercises trying to get back on the path. The path is the same as it was before the misstep. You just get back on it. And sometimes you have to, um, for more serious situations that isn't just forgetting a medication or something, you might have to go through an extra healing process. But the end goal is to move forward. And too often we paralyze ourselves and we take a longer pause than we should. And that stunts our growth. When we, de- when, when we dwell, that's where negative self-talk comes in, negative self-think, self-harm. And that could actualize itself by overeating, drinking, sleep deprivation, depression. Like you can't go to sleep at night. You're up just replaying those bad thoughts and talking to people and then their opinions conflict with what you were thinking. So now you're overthinking that and it just takes you to a place that you don't need to be. So I really just want to kind of challenge ourselves to look at the areas in our lives where we aren't giving ourselves the grace that we need we're dwelling in places we're not supposed to dwell in or in your moment of dwelling and trying to unpack how you feel you're dwelling too long 
when you weren't thinking negatively about yourself before and all of a sudden now every time you think about this certain situation you don't feel good there's a a feeling in the pit of your stomach that kind of wants to do things that you don't normally do um and on the flip side sometimes we need grace for ourselves for the new things we do that seem out of character but are actually good for us and this is an area that is just you can really struggle with it if you misinterpret what this moment is supposed to be for you and because it's not what it looks like we should be doing or how we used to behave and our patterns that we had previously we can believe that we're off track it can make us feel lost and weird and confused and you don't have to feel like that when you're growing when you're growing there's an adjustment period but growth is good for example I used to hate crying I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that I used to hate crying it made me feel raw felt open exposed and my face will hurt. I'm a hard crier. So when I got done, my face would be scrunched up. And it's like, uh, just, I'm red. And I'm kind of brown skin. And it's like, dang, I'm a little red. And I have to blow my nose. And it's just like all of these things that in the grand scheme are minuscule. But to me, I was just like, see, and that's why I don't like crying. Or see, that's why I don't like having these conversations. Or that's why I don't like growth. Is what it turned out to be, essentially. Because I felt discomfort. In a moment. Whenever I cry, especially if it's a hard cry, it's not super long most of the time. Probably if I timed it three minutes. Probably. And I just get so into the details of how my face looks or how much tissue I have to use if people can hear me. How I sound when I'm crying. All these things that don't matter. And I'm ignoring the part that I can feel stuff, y'all. Like I used to try so hard to block out the space the opportunity of being even being able to cry that I didn't feel anything people trying to talk to me and connect to me and I'm not connecting with them I'm not making lasting relationships with people because I can't empathize with what they're going through I have this huge wall and it's impossible for you to get through it and I'm not going to get over it because I'm comfortable with not feeling my hard crier moments And I had to remind myself recently of my prayers, of my goals that I set. And one major goal that used to be a struggle, like I have testimony for sure, is that my goal is to not have attitude. I don't want to have attitude. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to turn people off because of how I'm positioning myself in the world. I don't want to push people away. I don't want to suppress who I am as a defense mechanism of trying not to look hurt but I'm actually suffering in silence like my attitude hit all of that and I would see people having good relationships with folk and I'm like dang I want that I want a friend like that I want a connection like that all these things and I wasn't getting it I wasn't getting it because I decided that it wasn't worth it the growth the discomfort that I would feel for maybe three minutes wasn't worth it. And it took years of me just having an attitude, having these walls up, having a blockage, not connect with people that I actually admire, that I actually liked. And it'd be an opportunity for me to connect with them, for us to do partnerships and stuff together. And I would just, something would turn me off or I would get offended by something and not have an attitude. And it's forever and it's not coming down. And good luck to you if you try to make me not have an attitude. And so... Lately, I've been putting in work toward that goal. I would say ever since I moved to New York, so over the past two years, of really just like, and I guess a little bit before New York, but really going overtime on it since I've got here and trying to understand why I get upset. What are my triggers? How do I articulate myself when I'm upset? And how freeing I feel after I cry. Like, okay. I still get mad, obviously, of course, but it's less. And I think it's because I'm more aware. There are times when I snap out of it sooner. I hold less grudges. And it's because of that inward facing look on myself that I really have to dig deep and figure out where that's coming from and why. And then the work comes after you're aware. It's finding those spaces when you can push 
and I wish there was a cuter, sexier way to describe what it is, but it's a push. And you decide this is a moment where I could ignore it and I could do what I used to do and go back to having an attitude or I could just bring a little grace into the situation and say, you know, I think this is a weak thing to do or I think this is something where I'm going to be exposed, but I'm just going to push through anyway and I'm going to do it. And when I do it, and thinking about um, reflecting for this episode, I realized that I started crying more after I made that goal and did the work. And I wasn't having defense mechanisms. I'm not turning people away. I'm not being quick to jump to conclusions. And that removal of anger made me more vulnerable. And that's something that I ask for. I ask and I have an attitude. And I think sometimes we make goals and we don't think about what's going to be on the other side. I just think, okay, I'm not going to have an attitude. But I don't think what that energy is going to be replaced with, what the new impact on people I'm going to have is going to be. It's just like, I don't want to impact people negatively anymore. That's all I think about. When there's an equal and opposite reaction is I'm going to impact people in a positive way. And I'm going to have good feelings about myself now. And being vulnerable and being able to articulate when I'm hurt and why being able to share that with other people and they can find healing and what they're going through it all was off a goal that I set and I think we could all benefit from remembering why we're doing things in the first place if I forget the goal then I cry and now I'm going in on myself of like, girl, you weak, girl. Like, you letting this situation shake you up? Or how long is you going to take to get over this? And like, it's just more negative self-talk. And because I'm suppressing my feelings, now I'm skipping out on dinner. Or now I'm supposed to go out with people, but I'm just going to stay in. Now I'm supposed to write a poem today, and I don't feel like it today. Because writing a poem means getting into my feelings and thinking about how I feel and thinking about the word at large. And I don't want to think about none of that right now. I just want to sit here and have an attitude, which is that extra fourth step that we don't need. You are aware, you make a plan of how you want to move forward and you move forward. The dwelling, that's where the attitude grows at its biggest. It just really gets a chance to take in more information that's needed it gets a chance to make stories up and dialogue that didn't happen in a situation and now you're thinking about what somebody else felt or what they didn't say but you know they wanted to say and now you're mad about something that didn't even happen it didn't even happen and it's because your dwell period was too long all you gotta do is be aware after that you have your plan of how you're gonna move forward and then you move forward And when we don't do it, we don't have grace for ourselves. We have negative patterns that can greatly impact us. It can set us back. You can be doing work on yourself, on your character, on your relationships with other people. And when you dwell too long and you start acting out of character, you start doing that negative self-talk and your, your vision of how you look at yourself changes how you view other people you can hang it up it's out the window it's gone it's done it's deteriorated and that can take you off of your purpose your purpose is to impact people your purpose is to start a new group that women can join and be a part of or volunteering in your city or whatever it could be and because your heart is so hardened towards yourself you can't there's it's impossible for you to even be on a path to have grace for other people to really step into it what your purpose is supposed to be in the world and that is sad y'all it's like the worst place to be because now you're just a body walking around you are preventing yourself from going to this beautiful place that you could be that you could thrive that people would know who you are and it's because of this specific thing that only you can bring to the world and it's all because we dwelled somewhere that we weren't supposed to be for too long so i just want I guess in that little piece to take note of spaces where you want your growth to be stretched, where you want your character to be developed and think about what that's going to look like. How is that going to actualize? If you don't want to have an attitude, if you don't want to go off on people, if you want to have more friends, that might look like saying yes to going out 
when you don't want to. It might look like you don't have time to put on makeup and you still go out. It's going to stretch how you view yourself. It's going to get rid of some insecurities that you have. And we just, I think, especially when we compare ourselves to people, we just see folks having the job, having the friends, having the money, having the confidence, having the know-how about something, some knowledge about something in particular. And we don't look at the work that went into it, the sacrifice that had to be made, and the grace that they had to give themselves because we're not going to get it right all of the time. It's impossible. We won't get it right all the time. What stops us from getting it right at all, though, is dwelling for too long in those moments when you just need to make a plan on how to move forward and then do it. The other variation that I want to talk about with grace is grace for other people. And when you find comfort in your character, that's key. Finding comfort in who you are at whatever stage of life you're at right now is key. Because you can't control what other people do. You can control how you respond to things. If you have a boundary set and somebody crosses that boundary, it's not a whack boundary. If you have an intention and things don't actualize how you thought it was it wasn't a whack intention you there are so many outside forces um that can influence things that we do but we can find comfort in our character and who we are and when others let us down we don't know what they have going on there could be conflict that they have on the inside of them that they can't even voice there's been times when i've been at odds with somebody And we finally have a conversation and because I was so in tune with who I was and what I had going on and how I felt about the situation, I was able to help them dissect their emotions. And I'm able to do that because I've already unraveled my own. I've already sat down and had my moment of reflection of becoming aware of the problems in the gap areas. And sometimes you're going to go forward and you'll have to give grace to people that haven't done that same work. But grace is literally unearned the problem could not necessarily be resolved at its truest root form but you're giving it out anyway and it's for you the healing is for you the other person might mess up the next day but again you are only in control of your actions how you respond to things and the more comfortable we get with our own emotions our own moments when we're crying in our room and we used to think he was weak and we start telling ourselves like you know what I used to not be able to say how I felt and right now I can say that I feel pretty bad that's awareness and then from feeling bad it's like well what made me feel bad you go into that and then it's like okay well how can I prevent that again how can I articulate to this person or if it's at work how can I avoid that situation in the future be better prepared for when this thing comes my way again and that's the plan forward and then after that you move if after that plan forward I start thinking about how I cried and like other people they probably they got over this hump and they didn't go through that or whatever the thing is I'm breaking down my character and I won't find comfort in it I look at it with discontent I'll be disgusted by it and I won't see the strength that I can have so two bunched up people won't resolve anything you want to make sure that in any situation that you're in in any relationship that you're in that you're sound that your foundation is level it's set and that you have comfort in your character if you can depend on anybody else you know you can depend on you to keep it real and while to be honest what i found it can be exhausting at times to be that voice to be that person to be the one that's speaking with reason to be the one that knows what's going on and they can articulate and sometimes other people can't and that's hard for them you really can have a lasting impact when you know what you have going on because other people we're all trying to figure it out nobody has everything all together nobody knows exactly what they're doing but each of us taking a step forward first your left foot then your right then your left foot again then your right foot again that's how we grow and your story can begin to inspire somebody teach somebody something new about themselves and in turn 
you're growing at the same time. Like every time I think we think if we forgive somebody, they're just going to run away with their forgiveness. They're just going to run away with the grace that we give them. And we're going to be left with nothing. We still got our same hurt and they get to just do whatever they want. And they get they're free to hurt us again or hurt the next person or whatever. When really, I think we don't appreciate grace for what it is. Especially again, like I was saying in the first segment of this, talking about ourselves, it can really free us. And you, you know the thoughts that you have. So going to a friend or someone to speak life into you, sometimes it fails us because they're literally not in our heads. They don't know what we need, what we're deprived of at a time, what's really troubling us and what's keeping us up at night. We know that. So we can speak power into ourselves. We can tell our story to ourselves and become aware of what the real issue is. And that's where the power comes in. There's power in prose. There's power in your story. There's power in your feelings. And when we try to ignore that or we run to other people's interpretation, that's when we start to feel stifled. That's when we start to feel choked up. There's exhaust in our chimney. We can't get things out without it being black and just feeling ugly because we're ignoring the real situation and grace gives us that grace lets us know that things are okay they provide a healing they allow you a clear vision and that's how you can move forward but you can't do it if you're ignoring it if you're beating yourself up if you're talking down it just won't happen and then your power feels stripped away because your prose is stripped away, your true story, your true feelings, your true hurt, your true successes. Sometimes we don't um, celebrate things because we talk. We we have this notion in our head that we weren't supposed to get the success that we received. There's no grace for the hard work that you put in. Um, that you didn't get it how somebody else got it, but you got it, and we disqualify ourselves for that. When it's like, no, you are here, not by accident. You didn't put in some work. People saw your grind and they blessed you or whatever the thing is. We don't celebrate enough things. And that's the stuff that we should dwell in. That's the stuff we should sit in. And we don't oftentimes or sit in it long enough because we're immediately off to the next thing. We immediately are looking for a way to tear ourselves down and not give grace because we should have gotten it this way or it took us too long or I got this but what's next and there's no grace for it just sitting in who you are today for how you got there today for how you bless somebody your friend texts you talking about thank you so much for xyz for coming through and it's like well I was supposed to do that it's like no give yourself some grace it actually was annoying when she texted you that night and it woke you up but you were there for her anyway so that it's something to celebrate, something to be proud of ourselves about. And that also is showing the growth of our character. And oftentimes we brush it off. So in talking about grace for other people, you have to find comfort in your character and where you're at, have an awareness of it. And that's when we go back to the last episode of Being Unshakable. It's so easy. Well, it's, it's easier to do it once you have comfort in your character and who you are. Somebody can speak something. They can do an action that you weren't anticipating. It can just rain today and you fly down your hair, which is me last week. And you can be like, you know what? It's fine. Because I know my character. I'm cute anyway. This didn't go out how I thought I was going to go out. I'm not going to be presenting myself how I thought I was going to be presenting myself today. But at my core, I know who I am. I know what's going on. And grace for others it's hard for us to do oftentimes again because we think about the other person a bit too much and I think if we remember that our legacy is on the line the future that you can't even see right now it's on the line that makes it easier that makes it easier when I can judge people a little bit less I can talk negatively about other people's situation a little bit less when I remember that the future that I can't see but that I want is on the line and it's all going to come to pass based off of how I act today. So bringing up an example with the attitude again, there are times where 
if I don't give myself grace and talk positively to myself and if I don't let myself cry and feel feelings and give grace to other people I literally think about the daughters that I want to have and how I'm not going to be able to be the mom that I want to be the mom that they're going to need me to be because I have a wall up it'll be that same wall that I have up with friends now the same wall I have up with co-workers the same wall that I have up with family members and they won't be able to get what they need from me which is a, a something that I value I think that um, the relationship I'm going to have with my future daughters, whenever they come about, is going to be so beautiful and so amazing. But it only will if I put in that work today. I have to let myself cry today and then talk positively to myself after the fact. So when they do it, I'm giving them that same grace. I'm teaching them that same walk that it's okay to feel stuff. It's okay to acknowledge hurts. It's okay to recognize what's going on in the world around you and that what's going on might not feel good at the moment but in doing that and talking positively after you do it still eating after you do it still finding the strength to go out and hang out with friends after you do it that's how they'll find comfort in themselves the comfort that I'm fighting so hard to have with me right now that's something that they'll be able to do with ease because I've done the hard part for them I've done the work and it'll be something that you just kind of learn from a young age and it'll go up with them and by the time they're 25 it'll be easy their relationships with their friends will be that much easier their relationships at work will be that much easier and that helps me at least sometimes it's not always in the moment when I have an attitude but at least after the fact when I said I snap out quicker that's an anchor moment an anchor thought that I have that's like all right your legacy is on the line. The future that you want is on the line. Your past and relationships that I've had with my mom and like different family, I can shift it. But it's not just going to be at the snap of a finger and it's fixed. It's going to take some work and even getting comfortable with myself and being able to provide grace for my friends and like speak life into them. If I can speak life into me, the words are going to just be lost when it comes to other people. I just won't have it. The hug won't be as tight because I can't hug myself when I'm down. I can't speak into myself when I'm down. So if you can't do that, it's just literally your sphere of who you impact, of how you impact the world, of how you walk. It literally just stifles it, it cuts it down, it reduces its size. And that's when we start to feel like we're in a box. People don't recognize our potential or we're not living up to who we thought we were going to be, that the purpose didn't come out the way we envisioned it. Sometimes it's not the world. It's us, y'all. And it's the removal of grace in our lives. I've felt it. I've experienced it. And it don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And I am reflecting the times when I say it's okay. Like, that sucked. But it's okay. Or I usually don't do this but I guess it's growth I don't know like those moments of just recognizing the shift and letting it be a shift not trying to revert back and change it and go back to how it used to be that's when we'll get to the other side that's when it'll come through for what we want for the goals that we set and the people that we care about and the people that we don't even know, like literally we have social media, people are watching us, they're receiving life from us. You could be just posting brunch and you kicking it with your girls and that can inspire somebody to go kick it with somebody that they've been flaking on for the past three weekends. Like you don't know what your impact could be and you always won't see it. Somebody ain't gonna always be texting you or hitting you up or knocking on your door or talking about, thank you so much for changing my life. I haven't heard it yet. But I have to have comfort in myself and grace within myself of like, that felt weird. But I'm going to go forward anyway. I don't know how I feel about that situation. Let me let me dissect that a little bit and unravel the thoughts, unravel the feelings, unravel the moment and fix it. Move forward. Not look back. Don't turn your neck. Literally keep pushing. The push is how you go forward. When we pull our feelings backwards, we pull the words that we want to speak backwards, we pull 
the tears that we want to cry backwards. We pull the connections that we want to make backwards because we're, we're worried about these insecurities that we have. And like, if people are going to receive us well, that pulls us backwards. It's not a push. It's literally the equal and opposite thing. And it doesn't produce the results that we want to see. So grace is a a thing that we have to work towards. It's something that you have to consciously think about. At times, it doesn't come natural to us as humans, in my opinion. And because of that, it's harder. It's harder to walk with grace for yourself. It's much easier to be like, I'm dumb. I don't know why I did that. I said yesterday I wasn't going to do it. And here I am doing it. This is just stupid. I'm just never going to learn. And like, it's literally, that was easy for me to just say just now. Like, I'm low-key shook that I just went there. That was a, I didn't even have a scenario in my head. And I just went there. And when we have a scenario, when we expected us to do something and we didn't do it for ourselves, when we don't come through for ourselves, that's when we're the hardest. And we choose to sit there when it's for you. If you mess up for you, you with you every day. All you got to do is dust yourself off and try again. You literally make yourself aware of it. That happened. Wish it didn't. Okay. How am I going to make it better? And then you make it better. You move forward. If you got to apologize to somebody, somebody made you feel weird about something and you reacted in a rude tone or whatever it is, it's going to feel a little awkward to apologize. It's going to feel a little weird to hit them up to hang. Or if you felt weird about crying, the next time you feel like you got to cry, it might feel weird again. But the push forward and not pulling back in those moments that's when you know it's growth. When you feel weird, you have the opportunity to pull back and you push anyway. That's when you're going to get stretched and it's going to be a stretching that's positive and it won't break you. It's a stretching that won't break you because it's it's literally building. Your foundation is getting set. I think each episode that we're talking, we're building a foundation, we're setting up a platform that when things happen to us, we have things that are a base for us to go back to. And you can trust in that. You can trust in those bases, in those moments. And once you trust in those things that are more sound, that are more permanent, that are more important, then when little fleeting things come up, you don't dwell in it because you already have a place to dwell. So I don't really sleep in other people's bed because I already have a bed to sleep in. I already have somewhere that I'm going to go, I have a key, I unlock the door, I come in, I take off my shoes, and I get comfy here. And it's the foundation that I set up. It's the contract that I signed with myself and my landlord. But, you know, that I set up and I can be confident and that I can be sound that I have somewhere to go. So when it's raining, that's a circumstance that'll come up. I don't have to worry about the ground being wet outside and dwelling on the, on the corner and be sad about it because I have somewhere to go. I have a place to dwell. I have a base. So finding those anchors, like usually when you listen to a sermon in church, they have an anchor scripture. And that's what you're supposed to take away with you when the world comes, when situations come, when the bad feelings come, when the bad thoughts come. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. Maybe it's not an anchor scripture. Maybe it's the anchor thought. Maybe it's the fact that you want your daughters to be able to find comfort in who they are. Maybe it's... It could be anything. It could be an anchor scripture. Um, whatever it is for you. But just having that base that you can go back to to help build you and being unshakable. To help you in giving grace to yourself when it would be easier to not. Giving grace to other people when it would be easier to hold a grudge. And your heart will be softened. I promise it will happen. It's happening for me um, each day that I go by. And just take those times to reflect and then move, it gets easier and easier. And I astound myself in the relationships I have and the connections that I have with people. Um, and it's all off of grace. I don't have to sit and dwell in a place that I wasn't meant to be in. I can just acknowledge and move on. Huh, it's raining. Let me go to a place I'm supposed to dwell in, though. So that's my call to you guys okay so the power tool 
for this week is your listing, your address. What is your address? Your address is where you dwell. It's where you sit at. It's where you stay. So not your actual address where you pay your rent, but your address of mind, your state of mind. Where do you dwell in your mind? That's your power tool for the week. When you have a place where you dwell, when you pick up those keys, you don't keep looking at other listings. You don't do it. Any person will tell you that. Once you find your apartment, your place, your house, don't look at any other listings. They don't matter. They'll make you feel bad about where you picked out the stage that you're at, the rent that you're paying, the square footage that you have. The amount of people that you can have over all of that stuff, the closet space, you literally go down a downward spiral. And you were fine before when you picked out your address, where you're supposed to dwell, where you're supposed to hang out, the mindset that you're supposed to have, the intentions that you set, the boundaries that you set. When we leave that dwelling place and take in inventory for somebody else's listing, that's when we feel bad. That's when we start to not have grace for ourselves that we originally set out to have. That's when we start to not find value in things that have so much value for us, so much value for our purpose and for our lives, for our voice. And that's when we take the power out of our prose, out of our story, the memories that we can make and out of our dwelling place because we're focused on the shoulda, woulda, couldas and what other people have. So the power tool is knowing your listing what comes with your address what impact can you have in your dwelling place what's the anchor mindset that you have what's the anchor environment that you're setting up at your listing and your walls are going to be a different color than other people your mailbox might be in a different spot your door is going to unlock a different way. Your bathroom is going to flush in a certain way. And your pictures, when you hang them up, they're going to be hung up in a different way. Your, your moments are going to be celebrated in different fashions. And that's okay. Give yourself the grace for the listing that you have. Dwell in the anchor place of your listing, your address. And it'll be easier for you to move on a path that is set out for you. It'll be easier for you to share your story. And as a result of those two things coupling together, your impact just got that much bigger. Your sphere is that much larger. So take a second to think about your listing. You can actually write it out. Like, what are your bedrooms? Like, I would say one of my bedrooms is speaking to people, hence podcasts. Um, and other people can have impact and not really say much. They can be photographers and they don't have to make time to write. They don't have to dissect their feelings in the way that I have to dissect mine or whatever those things are. And I used to wish I was a photographer and I'm not. I think I can set up a shot for my Instagram stories and it can look cute. But really, if I have to do somebody's wedding day, it'd be a disaster. And I don't think of the show as any less than I would when I see a photographer's cute picture. And it's because I know my listing and I'm dwelling in my address. So maybe you have to write down what your bedrooms are, what your listing is. When you have a listing, they say, okay, this is a um, four bedroom, two bath unit. It was constructed in 1994 and it has, you know, like whatever those things are. And it's attractive to us and that's what appeals us to want that address what appeals you to be happy with you and you might have to write it out and give yourself grace for that it's okay but write out your listing what comes with your address what moments can you celebrate so that way when those moments come to try to shake you up you can be unshakable when your boundaries are being tested you can stand firm in your character and find comfort with who you are When you have to set new intentions, you're not intimidated by it, by your old character, by your old self, that you can find grace, that you're shape-shifting, that you're coming to form in a new way, that you're walking your path 
with a different step. So, power tool, knowing your listing, get into it. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'll be sharing my listing with you guys and what I think are some strengths for me that I'm trying to hold on to. And do the same. Like, literally hit me up. I would love to see it, especially because this is kind of like a interesting exercise. I didn't know this was going to be the power tool until I literally just said it. Um, so, I think it'll be kind of fun to go about it and it also can reveal some things for you that will lead to immense growth so hit me up on instagram at power and pros podcast or you can of course email me at power and pros at gmail.com also i realized that i haven't shared my personal instagram on here um it's linked on the podcast instagram but in case anybody wants to follow my personal instagram it's zest z e s t of desk so z s t o f d e s zest of desk on instagram and you can hit me there as well i would love to hear anybody's thoughts um on the show thus far you can leave a review on apple Podcasts. you can rate me five stars if you feel so moved um and then also when i share pros every episode feel free to leave a comment like literally i think uh, especially as artists we can be sensitive about our stuff but i think i'm one of those that i just love to hear how other people think about a certain piece or a certain line or whatever um so just want to put it out there that i'm open to that if anything hits you in a certain way um we'd love to hear about it so have a powerful week and i'll talk to you guys next time You are listening to the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show.